top five takeaways from Funnel Hacking Live 2023. Welcome back to the Game of Influence, everybody. My name is Josh Forty, and by the way, you guys are not very helpful at all, all right? I did a poll on my Instagram story asking, all right, should I do uh, top three takeaways, top five takeaways, top 10 takeaways, right? How many do you guys want? I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was basically a three-way tie within like two or three votes of each one out of everyone that voted. So you know what? I just went ahead and went and did right in the middle. I, I guess what I learned here is that if you ask people, if you give three people three different options, you're not going to get any answers at all. Kind of similar with, uh, with sales, by the way. Anyway, in this episode, we're going over the top five takeaways. That's what I've got for you in order right? Of, I think most important, I don't know what most important actually, just kind of like the biggest takeaways uh, that I had and walking through these. Funnel Hacking Live was in Orlando this year, same location as last year. I was not a speaker. And so I got to go uh, and network a lot. In fact, I only went to three sessions and they were back to back to back sessions. Shout out Kalem Poulin, um, McCall Jones, who slayed, and Kevin Anson. All right, those are the only three presentations I saw. Well, and of course, Russell's pitch presentations, I guess technically four. But I was, I was swarmed the rest of the time I was there, right? It was just nonstop, back to back to back to back, meeting with people, to chatting with people. But what was interesting was it gave me a different perspective, right? When you sit there and you go to all the, um, you know, uh, the presentations, you learn from all the different speakers. When I would go... And do that, you know, one of the pieces of advice that people would give is they'd be like, well, just try to take away a few nuggets, right? Try to take away two or three things that you can go and apply. The problem is, is that if you go and you listen to 20, 30, 40, 50 different speakers, your brain can't even handle it. So it's like, even though you're trying to focus on three things, I almost think it's better to do, like, just not go to the presentations at all. Pick one or two or three presentations total. And that was true and evident this year. It's what I kind of learned from this. And so... I want to walk through these here because once again, Funnel Hacking Live has proven to be the very best event you can possibly go to in the online marketing space, right? The, the connections, the energy, the environment, the knowledge, the people that are there. I'm talking like, I always laugh when people say, they're like, oh, oh Josh, like, you know, ClickFunnels is for beginners, right? Funnel Hacking Live, rah, 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 for beginners. I'm like, uh, okay, Jeremy Miner was there. $100 million, uh, $100 million sales company, right? Or more. Uh, Ty Lopez's former CEO was there. You had Peng Jun. You had uh, Rudy, um, Rudy Mayer, Maurer. I don't know how to pronounce him. The guy that's all in red, right? You had, uh, you know, Myron there. You had big, big players in the industry there. So the connections, the knowledge, like this is where they go, right? They go to this event. And so if you weren't in the room, you missed out. I think it was one of the best on hacking lives ever. Here are my top five takeaways. We're going to go through and I'll spend a little bit of time on each one, but then I'll kind of wrap everything together and paint kind of this picture of the, the main takeaway, if you will. These are kind of five sub bullet points, okay? Now, keep in mind, everyone that's at this event or most of the people there, they're selling information online or you know digital, digital products, coaching, services, or physical products online, right? So these are online businesses primarily. And a lot of the people are in the coaching, the online space. And it's interesting because if you ha had gone the last two or three years to FHL and just lived in the online space at all, it was relatively easy to make money, right? Especially with COVID, online businesses blew up. And then you had, you know, the government printing all this money. And so, you know, in the last year or two, you hit this peak, 
right? When it was just absolute insanity, everyone was making money. It was crazy, crazy simple. And then I feel like in the market, it, it's gotten, it's taken kind of like this negative turn, right? Where everybody was super pessimistic for a while. It's like, oh my gosh, the market's going to crash. Everything's going to fall apart, yada, 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 right? One of my first, one of the first things I noticed, the first takeaway here is that I feel like in everyone that I talked to, and I probably talked to three or 400 people, and I literally mean that many. It was just so many people that I talked to, right? I feel like most people right now have kind of taken a, for lack of a better term, accurate view of the market, right? I feel like, I think that most of the people that I talked to were neither, you know, they weren't pessimistic and they weren't optimistic. They were just like, this is what, this is what it is, right? It's not easy to make money. It's not hard to make money. This is what we've accepted how it's going to be. And I think for a while there, people pulled back. They weren't spending high ticket. You know, things were getting a little bit tighter or they weren't, you know, signing up for subscriptions or whatnot because it was uncertain, right? And I think one of the, the, the big thing that I noticed was that I, most of the people, it seems they, they've either are in the process of adjusting and near the end of adjusting to the market or they've already adjusted. And the common thread between them was that simplicity ruled over everything. People cut, 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 and solved one problem. Okay, so this is takeaway number one, accurate view of the market slash simplicity. Let me give you some examples, okay? I talked to a couple. They um, uh, were had shifted their offer. They had you know, a big team. I think it was like 20 or 30 people at one point, right? They had cut down now to about half of that. And they said, Josh, you know, it was interesting. It was hard for a while because everything felt messy. Everything felt confusing. We had six, seven, eight different offers and solutions and things that we were solving. But now we just cut back on our team. We went back to the basics. We got very, very clear on our offer and the, the, the problem that we were solving. We simplified the business. We're more profitable now than we were before. We have half the staff, right? And things are just working again right? You look at Russell and you look at the pitch that he made, right? Phenomenal pitch. He went and he made it very, very simple. Yes, there was a lot of things in it, but the simplicity of how he presented it, the path that he created, how he cut off all confusion, right? Getting very, very clear on continuity and the fact that there, we've got to have continuity in the business. Lynchpin was very clear. It was very simple. And, you know, there was a lot of cutting down on that, right? You look at Dan Henry, Dan, what Dan Henry's doing and how everything that he's doing is now revolving around basically just getting clients, right? He's, he's simplified the business. He's brought everything down to the, you know, the simplicity. Same thing with me. This seems to be the trend of the marketplace, right? And so that to me was a very positive thing because, you know, when there's uncertainty in the marketplace or when people are afraid to spend, it can get, be a little bit harder. But I think we've I don't want to say we've moved past it necessarily, but there certainly seemed to be a much more level-headed approach from everyone that I talked to that nobody was freaking out. No one was being like, it's super easy, but no one was freaking out. And that if you want to win in the marketplace going forward, if you want to be sustainable, if you want to you know, make lots of money, if you whatever that thing is, you've got to simplify down your business. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Go back to the basics and just solve one problem and people will buy it, right? They don't want complexity. They just want to buy solutions to their problems. That was my first takeaway. All right. Now I promise that was the most complex takeaway, but it kind of lays the foundation for my second takeaway, right? Which once again, I, I want to, I, I want to remind you, it's not like I listened to speakers, right? When I was putting together these takeaways, it's not like I was like, Ooh, that's a really good quote from somebody, right? Or, Ooh, I should really, really learn that. No, right. This is from 
actually just going and talking to hundreds of different people and forming the conclusions that I had made. So the first takeaway was kind of a, as a market as a whole, all right? The second takeaway is, well, I gotta tell you a quick story to kind of preframe this. One of the things that Dan Henry taught me was that I needed to go and I needed to sell my customer what they wanted and I needed to really make sure I understood what they were saying that they wanted and not try to sell them my version of things. So when I put together my upcoming offer, when we were putting together, we got the five-day challenge. By the way, we have a five-day challenge coming up. Podcast Profits, my new guide is out now. So make sure to get a copy of that. It's down below. There'll be a link below. Basically, I sat down, wrote a guide, how to create an unlimited supply of, of high-ticket clients by turning your podcast into a golden mic talk show. You can check it out in the link down below, okay? So as I was getting ready to create this guide, create the new offer, you know, get really, really clear on the problem, what I thought that people wanted was I thought they wanted to build their personal brand. I thought they wanted to build their influence. I thought they wanted to go out there and, and, and really just build their personal brand and influence online. And that, yes, they're gonna get clients from it, but that wasn't the main thing. And so when I went and I would present the idea of the golden mic, right? The idea of having a talk show to people, they would be like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds like I was pretty excited about it, whatever, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably want that, that sounds interesting. And they went from this place of like, kind of like, meh, they weren't really that interested. They said they were, but I, they weren't really that interested. But at the event, I started going and changing things up. And when I would test different messages to people, I started leading off with the fact that I use a talk show to get clients. And what's interesting was when I used that message, when that shifted, something fascinating happened. Everybody started to go and be like, whoa, you do what, right? They'd be like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, you, what is it that you do again, right? When I started just to explain it, not how I wanted it, but how they wanted it, which is they wanted to get clients, right? The exact same offer, the exact same process, people all of a sudden went crazy over. I mean, I'm talking, I had, I had multiple two comma club winners, like people that had won multiple two comma clubs that were like super interested in this process single two comma club winners, people that had, you know, were brand new, people that were experienced. When I would explain to them, hey, I have a talk show where, you know, process where you have a talk show, you interview your ideal clients, they turn into customers. You can do it without a funnel, without a website, without ads, right? Everybody became interested. So the second takeaway is the way that you present your offer, what you do, right? matters. It does. And the one offer, one solution, whatever it is that you do presented one way could go and land on deaf ears and it could feel like nobody wants it. But that exact same thing worded differently and aligned with how your ideal customer or with your, uh, with your ideal uh, customer's desires can make them absolutely want it. Like want it a ton to the point where I had people asking for the guide. I had people that bought, I had people that bought pre-sale tickets, like early bird tickets to the upcoming challenge without, there was no funnel, there was no, there was PayPaling me like a hundred bucks. Why? Because they were like, oh, I want to learn more about this process. So 
the first takeaway is, hey, we've got this accurate view on the market now. And if we want to win in it, we've got to be very, very simple, be very, very clear. What's the one problem that we saw? What's the one solution we have? The second takeaway is the way that you present that problem solution, what you do matters tremendously and you must align it with what your ideal client or customer actually wants, not what you think it's good for. Once I made that shift, made sales so much easier, okay? Or just got people so much more interested. So that was takeaway number two, right? First, markets changed, keep things simple. That's what's winning. Second, the way that you present your show matters. All right, takeaway number three. This one's interesting. So the three, sh- uh, the three uh, presentations that I ended up watching were Kalen Pooling, McCall Jones, and Kevin Hansen. And they called it the Attractive Character Power Hour. And I love the attractive character, right? As coaches, as, if you sell coaching, if you sell services, if you sell consulting, like you just are the attractive character of your business, Right? And so I'm very fascinated by this. I'm obviously the attractive character of my business, my brand. And one of the things that Kaylin Poulin said, by the way, shout out Kaylin. She's second trimester in pregnancy. She was not feeling well. She gets up there on stage. And Kaylin, if you're listening, I'm happy that you were pregnant and not able to move around that much because I feel like you got way more tactical in your presentation. I took notes. It was awesome. But she talked about the importance of calling out and speaking directly to your customer. And the exact quote, let me pull this up here because it's super good. The exact quote that she said was that what makes a good attractive character is nothing else except speaking to your customer better than anyone else. This is fascinating, right? When I went and started thinking about this, I was like, okay, well, let me think about what specifically, like what is working when I communicate with my customers? What are the things that I'm hearing? What are the things that are resonating, right? I noticed something fascinating. I probably had, like I said, three to 400 conversations at FHL. Do you know what the number one conversation, like number one topic of conversation that people came up to me and talked to me about? Like by far, not even a close second place. This was a clear front runner. It wasn't my show, it wasn't marketing, it wasn't funnels, it wasn't even my presentation the year before. It was my faith. They came up and talked to me about Jesus. They came up and talked to me about my faith and they said, hey, we resonate with it. Thank you, right? Thank you for speaking up. Thank you for sharing. Nobody's doing it like you are, right? Nobody's as open as you are. You're unapologetic about it. And it made me realize something. My ideal customer, right? The people that resonate with me, The way that I am speaking to them better than anyone else is right now is by talking about faith. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder if that's also true for somebody else besides me. Like, I wonder if other people that are in marketing, other people that are, you know, coaches, consultants, people that sell stuff there, I wonder if they're having conversations with people that are not related to, you know, maybe what it is that they're doing. And so I went and I asked around and Dan Henry, right? You know, pretty good friends. You'll be hearing a lot about him. Dan Henry, who's like, you know, pretty down to business guy, right? He's not messing around. He's not talking about, you know, stuff besides business, making money. That's what he talks about. That's what he does, right? He's not a fluffy guy. Said, Josh, it's so interesting. The number one conversation that I've had at Funnel Hacking Live, like by far, are 
is he's like, is being a dad and an entrepreneur. Being a dad, right? Being a dad and an entrepreneur, that, that balance, that blend. And so I sat there and I was like, wow, that's so fascinating, right? So when you want to become the attractive character, when you want to build your brand, when you want to become the leader, that's who people are buying uh, from now more than ever, right? You have to connect with your customers, speak their language, but the realization was oftentimes the way that you're going to connect with your customer and speak to them better than anyone else is not by talking about your thing. It's about talking about what they actually value, right? And by the way, this is part of the golden mic process, golden mic method process, right? As we connect on values. But I noticed that it was fascinating because going back to step number one, you think, okay, wait a second. The market is changing. The people that have simple offers with simple solution, right? They solve a specific problem and a specific solution, right? They're winning. So we have to have a specific problem, specific solution. Okay. Secondly, the way that we communicate our problem and solution matters. And third, wait a second, the thing that our customers are actually care about, the things that they actually relate to us on, the things that they're actually paying attention to and listening to, our values, our, our, is my faith. It, for Dan Henry, it's, 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 you know, being a dad, it's not, it's not just about marketing and sales, about your product. And so you start to tie these three things together and you go, well, hmm, okay. I've got to really, as a leader, as an attractive character, as you know, a coach, consultant, you know, someone that's selling this, I've got to really start to look at my brand as a whole. I've got to really make sure that my, my sales process, my content, the way that I'm connecting with people isn't too narrow, right? That, that, it's, that, it, that it allows us to connect with our customer. It allows us to present them what we have in a way that is aligned with what they want and it solves a real problem. And this is why I love a talk show so much, by the way, because you can actually just sit down and build a conversation with or build a relationship with your ideal customer, ideal clients, right? Over an hour or so on the show and they turn into 15 or $25,000 clients, right? I'm not gonna spend too much time on that, but like, if you wanna learn more about that, like podcast profits, right? This is the new guide, get it down below, joshforty.com slash podcast profits or link in the description, breaks this down. So those are the top three. I'm gonna go into four, number five, but it really made me realize that, okay, getting, like developing me as a leader, simplifying down to my business and making sure I'm communicating to my customer in a way that they resonate with and my solution in a way that aligns with their desires is critically important. Very different from most people's takeaways from Funnel Hacking Live, I would imagine. All right, so that was number three. Number Four, and this one is a funny one. Russell Brunson has still got it, right? He's still got it. This was one of the best funnel hacking lives that I've ever been to, right? Might've been even the best. I had such a blast there. It was so good. The room was packed out, offer slayed, right? Like people were loving it. And all these people that I see that have doubted Russell Brunson or say ClickFunnels is this or that, I'm like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. Russell has still got it. ClickFunnels has still got it. Show up at FHL. Go actually get in the room. Go experience what this is like. This community isn't slowing down, right? We're not, you know, we're, we're in an environment where a lot of people are, are slowing down. This is not one of them. So that was just, it was a really good reassurance to me. 
obviously, you know, I've had some controversial people on here. I talk with Gustin, you know, people jumping ship or people making different decisions or whatnot. And it just reinforced my decision of being like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Russell does still have it. Click This is still the best marketing event, right? Like they're still really, it, like these are, you can build real wealth and real businesses and real money by following, you know, what's, what's going on and what's being taught at FHL. So that's number four. And then finally, it was very obvious to me in everyone that I talked to, in watching Russell, in listening to people, if you want to make money, the offer is king, right? Russell, you know, even in this market, even with all the craziness going on, still sold a $25,000 offer. He still sold $50,000 inner circle. He still sold $100,000 category kings because the offer's good. Why is Dan Henry crushing it with his offers? The offer's king, right? Why is Alex Ramosi making all that money? The offer's king. Why am I so, you know, spending so much time understanding my customer and, you know, pre-selling beta and understanding and, and uh, taking the time to refine, refine, refine and build up my offer and film and refilm and create because the offer is king. I know that's going to be the thing that makes me money. Why in the golden mic method, when, when I go and I work with people on creating their show, do we spend so much time going over their Google doc, figuring out exactly how it's going to be presented, what's going to be included, how it's going to be positioned, all those things, because the offer is still king. At the end of the day, the offer was king. And when I talked to a lot of the people in that room that were killing it, and like, I'm talking like the big players, the, the Jeremy Miners, the, the Myrons, the, you know, the Dans, the people like that, it's like, they got their offer right. A lot of these guys have been running the same offer for years and years. So if you want to make a lot of money, get your offer right. If you want to make, have it easy to sell stuff, get your offer right. If you want your interviews to convert into clients, get your offer right. Spend the time to actually go and do that because the offer is king and that's going to be the thing that, you know, if you can get in front of your ideal client and you've got a good offer, you're going to make money. So like I said, Different perspective. Oh, and, and, and one more thought on that. The people that came up to me and said, hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I, you know, I can't make it past six figures. Hey, I used to be at seven figures, but now I'm here. And they would ask me to look over their business or, or I would ask them about their business and I asked them, what's their offer? Most of them had sucky offers. All of them had sucky offers if they were struggling, actually, right? They couldn't explain it well. There was no clear problem at solved. There's no clear outcome. The deliverables did not match with what you... It just didn't align. And so while this year's FHL was very different for me than, than most years at FHL, I feel very confident walking away from this going, okay, I got what I needed to get. I need to make sure my business is simple. I solve a clear problem and have a clear solution because the market has changed. People aren't panicking. They aren't, you know, they aren't like, oh, so excited, but they aren't panicking. They're in a good place to buy. They're going to buy those solutions, right? They're going to buy to solve problems. So I've got to get my, you know, I've got to simplify my business and make sure I've got a clear problem and a clear solution. Second is I've got to make sure that I'm communicating to or communicating my offer, my solution, what I do to my clients in a way that aligns with what they want, not with what I want. They don't want a personal brand, right? That's a secondary one. That's a, that's a benefit. What do they want? They want high ticket clients. And I'm like, well, a talk show, a talk show can get you unlimited high ticket clients like forever, right? Like I literally made $1.2 million with it without ads 
without a funnel, without a website. But I didn't communicate that. And so because I wasn't communicating that, nobody wanted to buy. As soon as they did, they did. Third, I must become the leader for my people. And in becoming the leader for my people, I must communicate with them and resonate with them, connect with them better than anybody else. And oftentimes that's not just talking about my product, my solution, what I do, but it's connecting with them on values. And then fourth, stop doubting Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. They ain't going anywhere. And then fifth and final, make sure your offer is good. The offer is still king, right? All right, everybody, that is my top five takeaways from Funnel Hacking Live. Don't forget, to get your copy of Podcast Profits right now, go to josh40.com slash podcastprofits to get yours. Starting next week, by the way, we our tickets go on sale for the five-day Profitable Podcast Challenge with Dan Henry and myself. That will be happening October 30th through November 3rd. So get your tickets to that. We have, uh, they're only 97 bucks they will go on sale on, I believe, Monday of next week. So make sure to go and check that out. That's all I got for you today. Thursday's episode, we've got a good one. Mr. Brad Gibb is coming on. And ironically, we're not talking about money this time. We're talking about, we talked about kids and pregnancy. We talked about FHL and his top takeaways, flying on a private jet. What else do we talk about? Some good stuff. So make sure to go through and check that out. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe. That is all I've got for you today. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to make lots of money. Don't be afraid to be influential. Just make sure you use that money and that influence for good. That's all for today, fam. See you next time. Peace.